Welcome to Conversation Pace. I'm Angela Boy, and I'm the head of product at V.02. Episode 25 is the first of two conversations with Andrew Bumbleau. In this first part, Andrew and I speak about his experience as a decorated high school athlete who is regularly competing at the national level since his junior year after winning the Tennessee State Cross Country and 3200 meter titles as just a sophomore. We discuss how he began his running career and how it led him to become an All-American runner at Georgetown University. In the next episode, we'll discuss his professional career at the Nike Bowerman Track Club. Enjoy the conversation. Andrew Bumbleau, welcome uh, to to the Conversation Pace uh, podcast. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm really pumped to be here with you, Andre, a former teammate of mine um, and good friend. And uh, it's been fun to kind of reconnect over the last uh, couple of weeks uh, and chat a little bit more. Yeah, totally. Uh, obviously, uh, as a teammate, I always enjoyed you know seeing your success, um, obviously, while we we're on the team together. Um, and then, and then, you know, long after, you know, your career um, as a as a professional runner. Uh, the first time I had ever heard of you is actually, I think I was kind of coming to Georgetown and there was a teammate that was like, you know, we got Bumby, right? And I was like, uh, what's Bumby? He's like this kid out of North Nashville. He's like the one of the best runners in the country. Like we, we signed him. I was like, oh, OK. And that's when that's like the first time I actually uh, heard about Andrew Bumbleau. Um, but, <laughs> but that, that was, uh, so that was when you're in Nashville. So I guess the first question I have is, you know, how did you kind of get into running? I'm sure being in Nashville is, is a big sports kind of culture. Yeah. I mean, sports are huge in Nashville. Um, and, and really just in the South in general, I feel like, um, but you know, uh, those sports are, are typically not uh, track and field and cross country. <laughs> Football okay. is kind of, of, ki- of King, uh, in the South. And so, um, you know, my dad played high school football and like I grew up, uh, you know, idolizing, you know, football stars as, as, a, as a young one. Um, but then like, you know, I get to sixth grade and, uh, you know, I didn't grow into the football body uh, in middle <laughs> school. So uh, it became very clear to me, uh, like when I was watching uh, kind of the, the violent collisions on the field that uh, that I was not going to come out uh, on the on the good end of that. And so. Um, I stuck with soccer early on. Um, that was that was a sport that I got into at a really young age, and um, stuck with that through middle school. And um, but man, like I was lucky to have, you know, someone who identified me uh, as a potential running talent in middle school, and really just had a lot of uh, energy and kind of like uh, was really good at like kind of um, I think channeling that energy at like the appropriate level for for a middle schooler right where they just kind of give you just enough to, to stay excited about it so right right so was it like on a on the soccer field in a game or was it practice when you know your team gets in trouble and you have to lapse and you're less bothered by doing you know the the running what what, what was it about you know um what you uh, exposed as a as you know in terms of running um in soccer that kind of was like hey this this sport is great for Andrew, but he might actually excel, you know, in something in something else a little bit, a little bit better. Was is that kind of how it went? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I would say like I had I had this sixth grade teacher that was uh, she was an assistant coach with the cross country team. And, um, you know, I actually the first time I ever did running in any sort of official capacity was uh, she 
um, she came to class and she had this box of like of uh, t-shirts, but that's that was the uniform for the middle school cross country team it was just like this hot, like heavy <laughs> cotton t-shirt <laughs> that had been probably worn for 20 years, you know, by somebody. Um, so they kind of had this like residual odor to them. Um, but um, yeah, she was like, hey, do you wanna, do you wanna come out and, and run this cross country race? And I was like, I realized that the, where the race was, was like, really close to my house and uh so i i think i called my i think i like went to like the school office to call my mom and be like hey i'm gonna run a cross-country race this <laughs> afternoon like instead of picking me up at school you need to pick me up uh at you know this other school where the race is gonna be and so i went and ran the race and dude like i i mean having never run um you know in, in any sort of official capacity i did really well i don't even i don't remember what place i was or anything but it was better than expected i think and um you know for my own expectations i suppose but then yeah like it was this combination of like i still identified as like a soccer player but i think you know slowly over time like it kind of that that identity was sort of chipped away at because i started to like do even better in cross country uh as a middle schooler and um you know and on the track as well so it was kind of just like this it was a good like it was good because like i was still a multi-sport athlete i was doing other stuff but um i you know i think with my own success and in, in running it was just like i it became pretty clear to me like wow you're you're a, you're a good soccer player but you could be you know you're a great runner um so that's kind of how that that transition started to happen I've, I've actually coached young young athletes uh you know, in like elementary school age. And, you know, it's common. What I've seen is them just, you know, they don't realize that if they run a certain pace over over the course of the race, they're going to really tire out. So it's a lot of like go out hard and hold on. And it's probably a very miserable experience. Uh, did you experience, I mean, was it like a very difficult thing the first time that you did that? I mean, were you, did you, were you coached at all before you, you ran that cross country race? Oh, no, no. And I, yeah, I don't, it's like hard for me to remember how it went. I'm sure I went out way too hard and was probably like, it would have been in August or, or September, right in Tennessee. So I'm sure I suffered greatly. Like the last, like, you know, it's a mile and a half race when you're in middle school, I think in Tennessee, at least that's what it was uh, back then. And uh, I'm sure the last, I'm sure like the last half mile, I was just, you know, destroyed. And was it, was it all middle school? It was just sixth graders. Uh, no, it was like six through eight. So like, yeah, they were definitely like older kids and man, eighth graders compared to sixth graders, just physically are like eighth graders are starting to become like young adults and sixth graders are still kind of like children you know so okay. <laughs> I definitely like didn't you know like I was definitely looking at the guys with like that started to have like you know some facial hair coming in or like you know had had hair under their armpits or something and I was like oh dude like <laughs> I'm just well, like this little shrimp out here so yeah okay great so then um you know, there was a, was it the same teacher that kind of like, kind of was like, Hey, like as, a, as expected, you know, this young Andrew Bumbleo did much better than uh, I think anybody thought, like we might kind of like want to kind of focus his attention on, on running a bit more or was it like maybe somebody else? It was someone else. Yeah. I mean, she was always such a supporter of mine. I think she was kind of, I think she kind of, um, you know, like supported me from, from afar at that point and kind of handed it off to, to who ended up being my my middle school cross country coach, I guess came the next year uh, in seventh grade. And so then he was my coach, essentially seventh, eighth, and then all the way through um, high school. So um, he, you know, he was, he was someone, um, Marshall Smith uh, is, is someone who like was super, um, I think 
really impactful in terms of just making me the entire time like believe in my own ability and, and then really challenging me to to work harder and learn how to train you know learn learn how to just like train um and and take take what was obviously some natural ability and and turn that into uh something that you know i i think i didn't realize i had on my own but he he kind of saw it within me and, and really did a great job of kind of like you know, setting a, a new goal each, each season or whatever to where I was getting excited about it. And eventually like I quit soccer. Cause he said like, you know, you don't have to do it, but like, this is what I would, you know, like with your ability, like this is what you should, you should focus on. Awesome. And the, um, did you also do the gym mile in like in class? Was that something, I mean, that's what we did in Connecticut. Yeah, I think I did, uh, at least in, in, in elementary school. So even before I was in middle school, I think I did. And I was always like, I was always one of the fastest kids at that, if not the fastest. Uh, but I don't remember what I, I probably ran in like the set, like seven minute range or something like that in fifth grade. Okay. I mean, I, for me personally, I remember loving the gym mile. Cause you know, it was like, I also wasn't the best at like, you know, football, which we play in the playground, but like, that was my opportunity to like impress like my buddies because like I had never finished first for the gym mile but I just being like beating the kids that were like like that were better at making fun of me in class is like well at least I'm faster than you was kind of like a nice comforting uh thing for myself um but I imagine that you, you did pretty well in in the gym mile as well you start kind of finishing I don't know did they did they do any like posting of the times or did you kind of see any ranking um in 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 your kind of just school or well i guess it, let me take a step back was it a, more like a club um experience for your middle school or was it uh school-based no it was school-based um and we had like our we would compete against other middle schools in the area so it was like um i i, I don't know that like time-wise i really knew anything about, about like how fast stuff was it was more just like you know, when you'd go to the, you'd, re, you'd race every week. Um, maybe you'd go to practice every day, but then you'd race like every weekend for eight weeks or whatever. So it was like pretty evident, like just through the, those competitions, like I was one of the best kids, like at least in the, in middle school, like in the Nashville, like city area. Um, uh, so like that, that was more, I guess, how I would compare, but dude, then like, then you get into high school and it's like die stat man like <laughs> then you then there's like this other like you know the internet really becomes a, a piece of your life uh when you you know i i didn't really do that much in middle school but then like in high school it's like this whole other world is opened up because like you know there's there's the internet and it's really starting to like i think create this kind of sense of like it's we're big like at least for me and you know you're a few years older than me but like at that time it was like you know dice that became like kind of the 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 place where you'd figure out like, you know, who was good in your state. There were like these message boards for each state and like national message boards. And it was like, that was kind of the gateway for like, you know, how to compare yourself with other people, man. Now there's so many other avenues for doing that. There's like Strava, there's, uh, you know, like these kids have so much more like, you know, access just like on their phone and stuff. But I think for us, like for our generation, it was like, you know, that was kind of like the, the way to start to compare uh, yourself to other people around the country. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, it was, yeah, that was a part of my high school. It was kind of very new, though. Like, I don't know that everybody like was on. I mean, I didn't get the, like in the Internet 
until I was like, I think a junior in high school. So like needed the internet first to get to Diestat. I think being a couple years behind, um, you know, you probably probably had it yeah, like right as you entered. Um, but did you, was it a different like kind of coach or a training program from middle school to high school for you? Was yeah, no. So I, I guess, uh, I had the same, so the middle school coach that I had, he ended up starting to coach high school, um, as well as kind of the assistant coach. So I did have a different head coach, but, um, you know, they were very aligned and I think it was kind of this perfect storm of, um, the, the, the coach that was, uh, coach Harper, uh, is he'd been at, you know, my school forever, um, had won, you know, had coached teams to multiple state titles had had like individual state champions. So he's kind of this legendary coach. Um, you know, he was a really good runner himself. He, he ran against Jim Ryan in Kansas back in oh, the day. Wow. And I think the kind of the legend is that, uh, you know, coach Harper was the last high school athlete to ever beat Jim Ryan. So, um, he was a good runner. He was a good runner himself and like had this like kind of this legacy that was so impressive to me, like and it kind of just like he was like this larger in life figure. Uh, but then having like, Mar- you know, Marshall as like this other younger coach uh, to kind of like uh, compliment. It was like this perfect, great storm of like, yeah, these old school like workouts and mentality from Coach Harper. But then like, you know, Marshall co- uh, was really into like reading about you know, more, mo- like, I guess more like newer types of training. So I think I was getting a healthy dose of both. Cause I think they would kind of conference and, and, and discuss like what, what made sense for the team as far as like taking some of these really hardcore old school workouts and then combining it with a little bit more, um, I guess, what do you want to call it? Science or whatever of the, of the newer school. Uh, and it was like, I think I was very well coached. Um, I had no excuses <laughs> on that end, uh, as far as being a good high school runner so okay and so the first step is what like uh, you're a freshman now and uh kind of looking at conferences trying to stay competitive within like your your high school conference or were you already kind of looking at more of the state level when you were uh, a freshman yeah so like as a in the cross it's it's so it's like a tale of two halves of that year like in cross country i was totally just like trying to be relevant in the conference and and move up in position on the team right because i'm a freshman and there's there's a pretty good senior class and so maybe in the first race i was like the fourth man or something like okay. that um but, but by the end of the year like at the end of that cross country season i was the second man so like there was this there was a senior on the team who was definitely like, he was a state level runner. And like, um, I, yeah, I don't know that he had won a state title, but he, you know, he'd finished runner up a couple of times. And so like, I looked up to him greatly um, that, that year, but you know, what was interesting by track that season, that next spring as a freshman, um, I started to like beat uh, the, the, the senior in workouts and like, you know, started to like be able to hang with him. And then, um, by the end of my freshman year, I ended up uh, being the the state runner up in the two mile. Um, so it was it was a pretty fast like lightning progression. And, and to what we were talking about before, I think offline, um, it's amazing. Like at that age, just like how quickly you you improve and and how fun that is. And it's kind of a, a addicting or electric. And and so like I went from being a guy that was just like trying to move up on my my own roster to like being the state runner up in the spring it was it was pretty incredible and definitely like made me hungry to keep, keep going the rest of high school. So. Yeah. And as you mentioned, you know, having access to Diestat, you know, that you can kind of look at your, you know, competitiveness in different lenses, right? Like you are, you know, where am I ranked, you know, in the state level, 
where am I ranked as freshman on a national level? And you kind of see, you know, well, okay, there's a guy in Texas or a guy in California about my age. I mean, did you peek at the, the, the I mean, I think Dystad does have national rankings for every, I think freshman, sophomore, and then I think overall. Um, were you able to like see kind of where you ranked as a freshman? Totally. And it was like, I mean, Jeff C is a contemporary of mine. It was like, he had just, I think he broke the national mile freshman record and ran like, I don't remember what he ran, maybe 409 or something like oh, that. Wow. It was just like, it was or 412. It was crazy. It was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, there are people that are a lot better than me. Um, but um, yeah, no, I, I definitely started to to check into that world a little more. It was always like a balance between like, not like, you know, obsessing over it, but also right. like being, being pretty aware because a, a lot of the guys on my team were also pretty interested in, in keeping up with all that. So you kind of start to even kind of know who these people are. Maybe you've never met them, but like, you know, you see their name a lot. So you start to kind of feel like, you know, you kind of know who they are and, you know, you start to learn more about them. Um, did you, I mean, did you ever meet Jeff C? Yeah. So Jeff and I, I mean, like, again, like much later in life, right? Like we're both good high school runners and, and end up going, you know, you know, being pretty, pretty good NCAA level runners. And then he had a, you know, he had a post-collegiate career. So yeah, it's like funny how like this small uh, kind of group of, of athletes that, you know, you kind of come up with. I mean, I think it's the same in other sports too. It's like, you see it in the NBA, like guys that are like contemporaries of each other. They're all playing against each other, like at the AAU level. And like, I think that's why like, well, in the NBA, there's like this friendly kind of environment rivalry uh, amongst a lot of those guys. And I think the same is true in like in running. Like we're all many of us are are kind of coming from this like uh, like same, uh, I guess, like group, small group of athletes that like are identified earlier in, in their careers in high school or whatever. And, and, you know, I'm sure now those guys like are able to like, you know, direct message and like on Instagram and like right. stay stay in touch that way. It's a little different. I mean, I didn't have a cell phone until I was like 18. So, um, it's a, it's a whole different world now, but yeah, it, it's kind of a cool thing to, to get to like have that contemporary group that you, you come along in the sport with. And, um, I definitely, I definitely appreciate that as part of my, just like overall experience. Now, if you were in high school today and you're in the situation and you looked at Jeff C's Instagram, would you, uh, kind of pretend you didn't never looked at it? Or would you be, you know, like, would you follow, like, would you follow your competitors or would you like, no, I'm just not going to like become friendly with these individuals that I'm feel very competitive towards. I mean, do you have, oh, dude. What, what would you, yeah. what would be your method for that? Totally. I mean, I, I mean, I'll tell you what I would have been, I would have been the latter dude. I would have been like trying to kind of create this, like, I, I had this idea that if I like kind of kept distance and like remained a little bit of a mystery, like that would make it harder for people to beat me. And dude, like that was my mentality as, 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 as a younger person, like I, I think my competitiveness is definitely leveled off as I've gotten a little older, but like it is a, even in a high school and college, like I was willing to kind of do like play whatever mind games I needed to play to like make it better for me, bro. Like I was like, I'm going to like, I'm going to make people like, make it hard for like people that I think are as good as me or are close to as good as me to kind of get to know me and know my like maybe strengths or weaknesses as a runner. So I would definitely be the person that like definitely peeped on the, on the Instagram, but like would never admit to it. <laughs> maybe have like a burner account or something that I'm, <laughs> that I'm like commenting on. Not really, but you know what I mean? Like I, I definitely would 
not have been like being buddy buddy with with someone who I thought was you know a competitor. So yeah, I have a sense. Um, you know, playing Monopoly with you as a kid probably wouldn't have always ended in like a nice handshake. I don't know uh, how it was in your in your house, but. <laughs> it's like i don't know yeah the, I'm, flip, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the kid that's flipping the board over and walking out <laughs> you know like but uh I, i'd like to think that that's something that i've really uh evolved on as a, as an adult and now that i have my own kids like my my son actually is is like is like me as a, as a kid which is which is funny uh how that works but he's so competitive and i i think it's good for me because it like it 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 helps me to just like see the world in a different way. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's all good. That's funny. Yeah, I was, I was the same way. I mean, my, we, eventually for me, I think it got to the point where my brother and sister just refused. It just wasn't worth it to kind of get into a big fight. They just saw the ending of the game already before we started, which actually was worse because all I did, wanted, all I wanted was to compete. And then they refused to play at all. So, I mean, obviously I had to do some self-evaluation, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I just kind of have this picture of you <laughs> not taking a, a monopoly loss very well. Um, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> so, so after you know you, you kind of establish yourself, yourself kind of on the maybe freshman national scene. I mean, I imagine soon you start kind of looking. Well, what you? I mean, I'm pretty sure you won the the Tennessee state championship, probably a number of them. Um, what, what do you remember? What year was your first, and what which sport? Was it track or? Yeah, so my first uh, state title uh, was my sophomore uh, cross country season. So it was like, wow. you know, a- after I was after I was, um, uh, you know, was second in the two mile that summer. My coach did a great job again. Just like he sat me down. He was like, it was in summer. I think we were. It was like June or July, kind of that first cross country summer meeting. And he was like, it's like you know what? Like I I remember where I was. Like it it was like I he's like I think I I think you can win the state title this year. Like it's not going to wow. be easy. He's is like it's not going to be easy, and you're going to have to like everything's going to have to go right. Meaning like you're going to have to do the training. You're going to have to like stay healthy, and um, you're probably going to need a little little help. You know, or just like kind of have a good day uh, on the, on the actual race day. But he was he saw that in me. And, uh, and I, I think I like kind of filed that away. You know, I didn't think about it uh, all the time or anything like that. And I think that's a healthy way to approach it. It's like, you just file that away and, um, you know, you let your training kind of, kind of, uh, live up to that, that, I guess, goal. And, uh, so I ended up winning the state title. Yeah. And I, I won, I think I won 10 state titles in Tennessee, roughly, roughly like, so in, you know, when you combine cross country and track, so, I won cross country my sophomore, junior, and senior, and then ended up winning, you know, several on the track as well. So, um, and setting setting a state record in the mile and the two mile, and as well as the cross country. So, yeah, like, you know, for me, it was like, I think by the end of my sophomore year, I felt like I pre- like I pretty much was like the best kid and or best guy in in Tennessee, um, and had like a lot of confidence there. But then, you know, I think then it was like, okay as a junior, uh, had to start to think a little bigger. And I, and I still don't think I, I wasn't ready to connect the dots. You know, you're like 14 or 15 and mm. um, maybe 16. And it's like, I, I, I just was fortunate to, enough to have a coach that kind of was able to help connect the dots for me and see like how to, um, kind of, uh, I guess, provide a runway for that new, that new challenge, uh, mm. which would be kind of the more regional and national level. 
Okay, so then you see Jeff C is still doing well um, among other uh, athletes in the country, and you start kind of like targeting. I mean, is it? I mean, imagine it's kind of motivating. I mean, so you're obviously you win the Tennessee state uh, state title, so you you have to leave your state to kind of see you know yourself compete hard against other other student athletes. So, I mean, is that is that now kind of like you're like obviously paying attention to Tennessee, but like also trying to see kind of how you place in, in kind of national level after, after that. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, I think that, uh, my junior year, uh, I, I, my coach put great American on the schedule, uh, like for just me to go and do like as an individual. Um, and I think that the goal there was just to kind of test me against like, you know, national level competition. So, I remember there were some kids from like New England that had come down um, to North Carolina for that. And uh, so there was, yeah, there was like, I knew that I was, I had my hands full uh, like in, in that race. And I think I ended up third. Uh, so, but it, so it was wow. a good showing. It wasn't like, um, you know, I didn't win, but I think it was, it was enough of a taste to be like, Oh, like I can, I can definitely like compete with these guys. Like I, I may not be like, far and away the best yet. Um, but I can, I can run with them. And, uh, so it definitely kind of lit the fire there. And then that, that kind of went into, um, the cross or sorry, the track season that, that next spring, um, and, uh, got an opportunity to run at Arcadia, um, which, uh, was, was, was kind of the, the thing I would say that catapulted me to like being, uh, the, like kind of considered, I guess, like the best kid in the country at the time. Cause I, I ran uh, 849 for two miles and, and no one was really running that um, that year. Um, people had, like Selinski had run faster a couple of years before, you know, and there'd been a, a few, few others, but like that year it was like, that was the best kind of performance. And so like at that time I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm not just like one of the best kids in Tennessee or in the South. Like I'm, I'm actually like the best, like if not the best, like one of the best uh, guys in the whole country. So, yeah. So is that, is that an invitation only race? I mean, how, how did, cause I remember, you know, these, you know, these athletes just always running really fast at Arcadia. And I was like, what, who gave out the, you know, the tip that <laughs> where, this is where, where, where was my invite? Yeah. Where was my invite on this? <laughs> I, uh, I think it's one of those things where like, it was like you, you, to get into like the fastest heat, it's kind of like the, you know, the political game of like coaches, like sort of uh, trying to, to, I guess, argue for their athlete and why they deserve to be in it. I mean, that, right. it's kind of funny that, that, that is like how our sport works, like all the way through the professional <laughs> level, dude. Like, like I would have to like wait, I mean, on pins and needles to see, to hear if I got into like whatever diamond league meet, you know, um, and so it's kind of this wow. political game of like, I guess, you know, agents convincing people or, or in that case, when you're in high school, it's your high school coach, like trying to be like, Hey, like, you know, like this is, these are this kid's credentials, like let them in, you know? So I guess I was lucky enough to get into that, to that field of whatever 20 athletes or so and, um, and ended up winning the race. And it, it was like, I mean, that was such a big thing for me. And I don't think I even realized how big it was for me at the time, because it opened the doors for essentially every college in the country, you know, starting to send recruiting letters and, um, you know, getting, you know, I guess then over the summer of that year, like after doing that, like starting to get calls from, from every, pretty much everywhere. So wow. it was, it was, it was pretty great. So was that like kind of, so that's in California. So you're, you know, a little Andrew Bumbleo coming from Tennessee, getting a trip out to California. I mean, it's kind of like also kind of teaching you like, 
you know, you're, you know, you might actually see a lot of things through this talent that you have. I mean, I mean, right. I mean, is that the, was there, was there times before that you kind of like, whoa, I could actually, this, some really great opportunities might come out of this. Yeah. And that was like, you're right. That was like definitely the first time that that kind of those, those dots connected with me because I hadn't really traveled outside of the the Southeast for racing. I'd, I'd been lucky enough to travel a little bit with my family to different places, but that was the first time I think I'd ever been out West, you know, to, to, to the West coast. And, you know, you're in Los Angeles, which is like, it blew my mind. Like you, you know, you flying over, uh, you're flying over into LAX and it's like, all that it's like it's crazy man just the sprawl that that exists there and so someone from a smaller city uh you know further east it was pretty mind-blowing and just like even the weather dude like how it was like you know it it was so warm during the day and then like at night it just drops like 20 degrees and so it's like this huge difference in in weather too so i remember like being cold at night like not being used to like you know normally in in the south and the east coast it's like there's this humidity and it doesn't really cool off that much at night. It's kind of, it does a little bit, but not like drastically like it does in somewhere, you know, desert climate. So I was just like, this is crazy, but it was, you know, one of those things where it's like perfect conditions that night. And um, yeah, it was like one of these really cool visceral like moments. And I, I still think about it sometimes because it's like, you know, even all the other things I've been able to do and accomplish in the sports, like there's little pieces uh, of time that you just look back on and, and really just appreciate. Um, I think more when you're, when you're further removed from it. Yeah. I mean, is there, is there even like a little bit like uh, you feel like you're representing, you know, the South or Tennessee when you go across the country and you want to show these Californians, uh, there's some talent in Tennessee. I mean, imagine as you, as you grow, you, you can start to kind of represent, you know, even more than, you know, uh, Nashville. Yeah, no, I mean, I, th- I feel like that, uh, like, for sure, I, if B- Tennessee at that time just like was not known for for any sort of uh, track and field or or cross country athletes like, I mean, there, there had been some some talented sprinters, um, we'd had, you know, a few Olympians and, and stuff like that on the sprint end, but definitely not um, like on the distance end. And so, like, I, it, I think I did start to embody the sense that like, you know, I was kind of representing more than just myself. And, um, I think even looking back on it, uh, and seeing, uh, like how much the sport grew in the years following my time as a high schooler there. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, Tennessee is, is still like not one of the top, top States, but it it's definitely become more relevant, um, in kind of the national picture we produce, you know, some pretty high level, um, high school, um, talents that are now getting recruited to big time schools and stuff like that. But I, before, you know, I don't, I just don't think there was really a ton of focus there. Um, and I I'd like to think that at least in part, um, like some of my experiences is led to other kids kind of seeing that they, you know, could do a similar thing. And, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's been a huge uh, impact for the entire state. That's great. Has there, has there been an impact, uh, as well as at, at Brentwood Academy? So I'm, we didn't mention that, uh, your high school, um, I mean, did the success kind of, you know, impact the team at all? I, I think that Brentwood Academy already had established like a really good culture around track and field and, and cross country. And yeah, I'm sure it, I'm sure it has led to a little bit more of that just kind of being solidified. But I, I think just, you know, I think in high schools, it's the coaches that really set the tone for um, how their school is going to be and, and like what the culture, the running culture is going to be at their high school. And so, like, I think that was already there. And I've, I've, as I've gotten older, I've just noticed like 
I've, I've noticed that like when I've come into contact with high school coaches that are really dialed in and really good and, and know how to like, you know, I guess just motivate young people. It's like, that's what really moves the needle is, is, is those coaches that are just really dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I agree. My high school, I had a lot of success, you know, before I, you know, was a team member. I remember, you know, we really kind of took every, every benchmark of success, like, you know, winning, I think our conference when we were, you know, uh, when we were, I think I was like a freshman or sophomore, not really kind of like a big player in the team, but always trying to, um, they were, I remember my coach Rob always trying to communicate how we're part of a tradition, you know, that we need to continue a long-standing tradition that you are part of, you know, you're, you're not just running for yourselves, but running for like a, his, you know, historical, you know, program. Um, and I remember, you know, having to feel that pressure to like live up, live up to that. Uh, are the coaches still at Brentwood? Uh, yeah. So coach Harper is, uh, retired, but he still is very much, you know, kind of a, a piece of the program in terms of, of, of being around and, and kind of continuing on to support the, the team. Um, but, uh, yeah, my, my, uh, uh co- coach, coach Smith Marshall, who I referred to earlier, he's still there. Yeah. He's still there and they're still doing really well, still winning, occasionally winning some state titles and, and everything like that. Cool. And then, um, the next step, you know, this is where you and I met, uh, you get recruited. Did you take, uh, I mean, I think student athletes get five recruiting trips. Did you, did you go on five recruiting trips? I did. Yeah. So like, as I mentioned before, like I, it, it kind of became overwhelming, uh, in terms of the response after that Arcadia race and, and going into the summer. Um, so I had, you know, tons of letters that started because people used to start, you know, still get mail at that time. Um, so like letters were pouring in <laughs> and, and, and like, uh, yeah, uh, it, it was kind of a thing where I, I was advised by someone, um, to, to really kind of, uh, be very strategic about filtering at that point because there was, okay. there was just an overflow of interest. And so, um, I kind of like, I sat down with my parents and I said, like, these are, these are states that are, that are like absolute, I'm not going to live in these states. Like I kind of just like, so like any college that contacts me from these areas, like, I'm just really not interested in going, going there. So like, that was a good starting point, honestly, yeah. of we, I'm just like starting the weed out process. And yeah. so, and then from there it was like, okay, what's important to me. Right. Like obviously running is important. And, and I think that uh, like, that is probably kind of, the, the culture of the team and the coach are probably going to be the two um, most important things when I'm looking at running uh, specifically in college. Um, and then, you know, the next, the next filter, I guess, was kind of like academics, right? Like what, what schools offer programs that I'm interested in studying and, and like have, you know, a good academic rep- reputation. Um, so that was kind of the second filter. And I guess, um, the third was like that geographic filter, uh, but you know, that kind of then played again at the bottom of like, where, what part of the country do I want to be in? Like, I know I want to leave the South, um, and I want to leave Nashville, I want to leave Nashville and, and experience something else. But like, do I really want to go all the way out to like, you know, Washington state or something where I'd be so far away from home? I wasn't really at that time, like super certain about that. So, um, that was kind of like the, the filtering process for, for like figuring out how to navigate the whole like collegiate thing but what i will say is um what was super impactful was uh pat henner uh from georgetown the school that i ended up choosing 
was in my living room on uh, the first day he was allowed to visit in July after my junior year, going into my senior year. And it was like, okay, like this guy really wants me. <laughs> like right. he he's here, like he's, at, he's here at noon, um, you know, the first day he's allowed to be there. So that was really impactful and, and, and definitely played into kind of like uh, my, pro- the process uh, in terms of, of how that, the rest of it went. Um, another thing is my, my coach, my high school coach, Marshall uh, ran for um, uh, coach Henner at uh, James Madison. So there was already a pre kind of a, oh, okay. a, connect, a, a connection that was there already. So I, I was pretty comfortable with, with coach Henner from, from the beginning. And um, that definitely, I think played a role into like my decision making but the other schools that i visited uh were villanova uh colorado wisconsin and uh arkansas uh coach mack was still at arkansas and it was like it was so, like i was trying to figure out what school is going to be that fifth school that i go visit and it was so he he drove his cadillac dude from from uh from fayetteville because he doesn't fly really so he drove his cadillac all the way from fayetteville to nashville which is like a nine or ten hour drive and you know, came to visit me too. And I was like, well, I should probably go visit him. <laughs> he, he, he did that thing where he showed you the ring, you know, the rings, right. Like, of like he, he's won so many national titles. Uh, yeah, it, totally. was like, it was like, well, I guess if I like want to prioritize, prioritize running over anything, like maybe this is where I should, should look. But in the end, it, you know, I think the mixture at, for Georgetown was like, okay, it's got a coach I, I really like, and I'm familiar with the, I liked the guys that I met on my visit at the team, uh, you know, on the team, you know, I was blown away by the beauty of the, you know, just the area and the campus and and actually was impressed with all of the running options that are in DC. Like DC is un- so underrated for uh, like places to run. I think it's maybe the number one like big city in the country as far as like running options go. And so I liked that. And then obviously the the school is, is super well, uh, you know, respected academically. And I knew that, you know, studying, uh, you know, poli sci or history or or you know one of those kind of like you know liberal arts uh options would be really good there and so that's kind of how i that's kind of how i landed on it um in the end and um you know obviously met you along the way and uh i think you were we came in together so it kind of felt like you were you were you were a transfer and i was a freshman and so it kind of felt like even though you were older, we were kind of like in the same class sort of because it was like you were new and I and obviously I was new as well. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, in, in a way, I felt like a freshman, you know, uh, coming into a new program because I, you know, like you, I didn't really know the athletes on the on the team. I'm just like this new guy. Um, there's, you know, the uh, establishing yourself socially, um, you know, on the team, um, establish yourself, you know, uh, athletically and academically um and uh you know it's interesting having you know andrew bumbleo come on the team because there is a little bit of like seniority you know i'm an older athlete i've done i I probably even though you probably had faster prs could handle more mileage because i've been training college level for a couple couple of years at that point so there's a little bit like man this freshman who it's probably never run a hundred miles a week. I mean, did you run a hundred miles a week in high school? In high no, school? Oh, okay. heck no. Yeah. yeah. I ran like 50 miles. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, you know, as a transfer, like, yeah, I'm still like, you know, I'm, I'm a grown ass man, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I think I, I came in, uh, a little injured. And so, um, ended up redshirting the cross country season and redshirting indoor as well. Um, 
but then ran outdoor that year, that first year. And so um, competed in outdoor track. And so, yeah, I think I was like, just trying to figure out like, you know, here I am coming in, like uh, the best guy on my team, certainly the, the best in high school, the best guy, like in the, you know, one of the best guys in the country. And then you're getting thrown in, like to your point with grown men, dude, like, again, talk about a difference between an 18 year old and a 22 year old. Like, you know, Rod Caborsi was like this, like, old man like that like you know had like a lot of miles on uh, on the body and like you know had all this experience and it's like how do I fit in in this this environment on the in this culture of like uh of yeah like really seasoned athletes um you know that I might be able to kind of hang with um in certain elements of training but like not certainly not all of it and so it was definitely a learning curve and, and probably led to just like some you know some injury that happened early on while I was at Georgetown. I just alluded to something that I, you know, kind of regret actually is, is kind of being a little bit overly focused on the other athletes on the team. You know, my previous university, St. Joseph's, you know, I, there, I had some really, there were some great runners in the team, but I did have the ability to kind of pick my days of, of training hard a bit more where, you know, in Georgetown, I felt a little bit more pressured, you know, put on myself um, to every day you know show that i'm you know a competitive runner i do kind of remember you not really if I, I didn't get the sense that you really cared as much about what other people were doing um you know i'm sure that some of those workouts you know and if you had maybe chris lukesic or rod Gaborsi or even you know flea these guys you know that have already proven themselves you know um as, as great distance runners you know feeling like you want to prove yourself, but how did you manage that coming in as, you know, very successful, um, you know, high school athlete and now training with these, you know, kind of guys that are a bit more seasoned? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, uh, it was, it was almost this feeling of like, you know, at least early on, Henner was like putting me with like the second group and sometimes even the third group. So we'd have like, you know, the first group, second group, the third group in terms of like kind of ability, but also like maybe uh, like experience and, and just like how much mileage or, or, or training they were load they were doing at the time. And dude, I can't tell you how how much it pissed me off to be put in the second group. I was like I was furious inside and I was trying to like maintain this level of like composure and like not let it like let anyone know that it bothered me dude but like and I know like looking back it's like I it was for my own good like he you know he Henner was trying to like protect me and like keep me healthy uh but dude like it I was it did not sit well with me and um and I think he kept me in that second group for like a lot you know for at least the entire cross-country season that first year and maybe even into the track, but dude, I, I would, I would, I would be like pissed off every day. <laughs> like It would, it would really, it would really annoy me. Um, so, um, but in the end, you know, I think it was probably for the best and you, you have to like, uh, I think looking back on it, it's like one of those things that probably like, you know, helped with some longevity, but it, at the time it was just like, I am ever like in, in my mind, I'm like, I am every bit as good as these guys. Like, and like, he's not even giving me the chance to like, kind of prove it but i think that's you know maybe was the purpose behind so it he, all. Let, he, he let you prove it on the track i mean i was you know i, I i've talked about this to, to many people especially sandy roberts i've, I've spoken at, at you know length about this is like 
racing at practice. I mean, like, if I do well at practice, that's what matters. Like, hopefully the race goes well, but, like, that's secondary to, like, showing up at practice. Um, but I do remember there was one, I think it was an outdoor track season. I think you, I think you ran, like, right under 14 minutes after you didn't really train much. And it was one of those, like, you know, I think I was, like, kind of, like, toward, towards the end of my career. It might have been your sophomore year, which was, would have been the last year we... Uh, maybe you can remember was that the was it your uh freshman or sophomore year that you kind of took a break but then you ran a 5k and like immediately qualified for regionals i think that was my freshman year um and i ran just i think i ran just under the qualifying time like literally uh ran the qualifying time and then but then made went to regionals and made nationals (laughs) so it was like uh this thing where like yeah i i barely i was the last guy in literally the last guy in to regionals, but then made, I think at the time you had to finish top five, I believe, to make it to, to nationals. And I finished fifth, maybe fourth or fifth and made it to nationals. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was one of those things where like, I, I, I think I was just like the 5k, just even the 5k on the track it, it, as a freshman, I, it was so confusing to me. I was like, this is such a long race to be running on the track, you know? Um, <laughs> so like learning how to manage the, the new distances and even 1500 meters being different than the mile um, as well. I think I, I just, ha- it was a big learning curve to learn how to race against competition that was um, equal to, to me in a lot of ways or better and in and, and a lot of ways better. Uh, you know, so I had to be smarter about the decisions I was making in races and that didn't really, that never really had to come into play in high school. Right. You mm. didn't have to think about tactics. You're just, you're just like going out and like you either wait and you outkick everyone at the end, or you just hammer it from the gun and there's, you can kind of ch- choose how you want to do it. Uh, but in college, uh, it was definitely like, okay, like if I make, I remember Henner just chewing me out a couple of times. Cause I was like, he was like, dude, you made like four moves in that 1500 meter. Like, what were you doing? Like, why did you leave the rail? Like, what, what are you doing out there? And I, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I guess I just, I felt like I was boxed in and like, it's like, so it was like just learning how to run, uh, you know, tactically sound at the collegiate level was, was a huge learning curve for me. You got, uh, I mean, many all American, you know, performances. Is there a race that you, you felt like you, um, maybe did better than you expected in, in college that you're like, wow, I didn't expect that. Yeah. I'd say like by the time I got to my junior year, so my third year, that's when I felt like I was really in a good flow. I think the first two years were a bit of a struggle. And honestly, like looking back on it, it's like, I, I was pretty down. Um, cause I, I just felt like my career hadn't really in college, hadn't really like match that same like massive improvement that I was experiencing in high school. I just felt like I kind of hit a bit of a plateau and, you know, whether it was because of injury or just like trying to, like I said, like understand how to like tactically compete better, you know, with, with better competition, it was, it was tough. But by my junior year, um, it, there was indoor track. I know my junior year I ran, um, I broke four in the mile, which had been a huge goal. And I thought I would have you know, I just, I guess I had thought it would have come earlier in my career mm. than it, than it did. So I was like, when I, when I, like, when we teed that up, I ran it at Yale, um, on their indoor track. And like, when we kind of set the race up and I like totally delivered and ran the fastest time in the country that year, um, three fifty eight, um, which wouldn't even bear, that would barely make nationals now, but like at the time it was really good. And, um, I, I like was so confident and pumped by then. And, 
Um, and then in, I think later in that year, uh, I, I ended up, uh, you know, getting, I was, I was runner up at, uh, um, in the 3k at, at NCAAs and, 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 and anchored our, uh, uh, DMR and ran like uh, 355, 354.5 wow. on the anchor. And, and it, we had dropped the baton dude. And, and it was like, I, you know, I, I got the stick like in way back and had to just like go out really, really hard to try to catch the pack. And anyway, we ended up, I think we ended up fourth or fifth uh, in that on that day. But um, you feel a little bit like a superhero though. I mean, when you do something like that, <laughs> yeah, you're kind of, you're kind of like, I kind of, you're like Dame Lillard or like Le- <laughs> LeBron, who's like, literally, you feel like maybe you're, maybe you're on like a team that like, you feel like has not has underperformed that day but you're like you're like i'm gonna put the team on my back and i'm gonna like i'm gonna i'm gonna salvage this day it's kind of how it felt like we may not win we may not win or get get on the podium but i'm gonna salvage uh you know this performance and and make it respectable because i think we'd had a history a recent history of like underperforming at nationals and i was like not today (laughs) we're not we're not not gonna go home like 12th place today (laughs) so Okay, thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to take a break right there. Uh, if you want to listen to the second episode, uh, we'll be releasing it shortly. And it will uh, cover Andrew's professional career and what he's uh, doing after uh, his professional uh, career with Nike wraps up. Yeah.